Hey, thanks so much for checking us out online at citypoint.cc or on our iTunes podcast. We couldn't be more excited for where you're jumping in today in our second week of our message series, Heartbreak Hotel. If this is your first experience ever with City Point, we want to let you know that we have our two services on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock and 1045 a.m. And we would love to see you in person at one of those services. Also, we just want to let you know that if you have a story or something that you would like to share with us, you can feel free to do so either by emailing us or contacting us through hello at citypoint.cc. We would love to get in contact with you. Also, if you've been reached by any of our ministries here at City Point, we would also let you know that we would love to partner with you financially in reaching our county for Jesus. And if you'd like to do that, you can do so online at our website, citypoint.cc backslash give. That's the greatest place to do it. You can set up a reoccurring giving account there. It's really simple. We would love to partner with you in reaching our city for Jesus. Thanks so much. Enjoy this message on Heartbreak Hotel. All right. Hey, let's do what we always do. I'm glad to be here. How about you? Give me some love. Hey, fired up. Keep those clappers going for anybody who's going to be watching on later this week. We're glad that you're with us too. Hey, we are in the second week of a series that we're calling Heartbreak Hotel. And I just, I don't know how many more times I can ask Ryan to play songs like that. So thanks for giving him a little bit of love because I think uh, that little grace period's wearing off. He's like, another one tone? Another one? I'm like, yeah, okay, let's just keep going. Um, hey, we launched this series uh, last week going, hey, the Heartbreak Hotel is a place that nobody wants to go. And we spent a whole week last week looking at what does it look like if you're a single looking to uh, enter into a dating relationship, what are the qualities that you want to develop to actually have a relationship that lasts? And what are the very things that you want to kind of make sure that you have and your significant other has too that really just matters? And this is a great, great week. This week, though, I want to look at that song that we sang, Never Gonna Give You Up. The literal lyrics of this thing say, I'm never gonna give you up, I'm never gonna let you down. I'm never going to run around desert you. I'm never going to make you cry. And I'm like, good luck with that. Never going to say goodbye. Never going to tell a lie or hurt you. I added some more of my own lyrics to this. I'm never going to have a bad day. I'm never going to let our car break down. I'm never going to forget to do the laundry. I'm never going to leave the stuff in the washing machine. You know, like, yeah, right. I just, I was dying listening to that song because the truth is all those are great intentions, aren't they? I mean, anybody who's been married longer than a week knows that that list that he just sang about is completely ridiculous. I mean, great intentions, but really kind of a different between the actual actions that happen. And here's actually, if you were to define what an intention is, I put it on the screen here. An intention is this idea that I plan to. You know, like, I, I have all the greatest, you know, intentions of never having a bad day in my life, never having an oops, but action is literally the opposite. It's I did do. Uh, intention says, you know what, I, I plan to do these things. Action is, I did do these very things. Um, if Carrie was here in the room with you right now, she goes, she would say, Tony, you're a professional intender. You know, like you're, you're really, really good at intending to do things. Uh, around our place, around our house, um, I intend to empty the dishwasher every night. I mean, that is like the one thing Carrie's like, could you just, you know, get the dishes out of the dishwasher? That'd be great. And at, every night I go, absolutely, I'll knock that out before I go to sleep. And she wakes up in the morning, and rarely is it done. And another one for us around our place is uh, I, I'm kind of a piler. I'm not sure if you're married to a piler or you know a piler. Like, I am really good at piling clothes on top of my dresser that are all clean. And the drawers that they're supposed to go into never quite see them because they just hang out right on top. I think it's easy access, you know. And, and I intend to, because Carrie would love it if I just actually put, you know, my... 
undies in the undie drawer. You know, she would love that. And, but man, my, my good intentions rarely seem to move to action. Uh, another one for me is laundry. You know, she'll leave the house to go run an errand or two, and she'll go, hey, Tony, will you fold this laundry real quick? And I absolutely intend to. I mean, and I, I have all the best intentions to actually do these very things, but there's somewhat of a gap. Wouldn't you agree? There's a massive gap between intentions and actions. I actually think it's true that uh, relationships, whether you're married or you're dating or you're getting ready to pursue somebody, uh, you would know this to be true. That intentions and actions, there's a gap. There's, a, there's something in between that kind of caused people to never really do what they plan to do. I mean, a couple times it happens and you feel real great about it, but why is it such a struggle to actually close the gap on this thing? I actually think each and every one of our marriages or if we're dating or plan to be dating sometime, or, or maybe we have grandchildren that are dating or you know, children that are in this zone, I think if each of us could grab hold of this stuff and apply this to our lives, that we would actually leave here way better, better shape instantly, if we just close the gap. Now, how are we gonna close the gap? I actually think there's three ways that you can close this gap. They're gonna be incredibly simple. You're gonna go, what do you do all week? You, know, you came up with this. And the truth is there's simple points that I think we'll find right in the, the scripture that we're gonna read today that will help us close this gap. If you're a note taker, you can write this down. If, number one is if you think something good, say it. If you think something good, actually say it. Now I know some of you are going like, for real? That's, and the truth is though, there's such power in that one little sentence that if you actually started doing that, your spouse would start receiving blessings from you if you think something good and you simply said it. Every time you saw something good, you just said it. You listen to what Proverbs actually says about this. He says this in verse uh, 21 of chapter 18. It says, the tongue, your words, is what he's saying, can either bring life or death. And isn't that true? In our marriages, we know that. What's the easiest way to cut somebody down? is with your words. And the truth is today, if you wanna actually move from intention to action and you wanna close this gap, every time, every single time, you see something good, you think something good, you just say it. You tell your spouse, you know, hey baby, or hey honey, you know, like, I saw that and that was so good, way to go. And you start closing the gap on this thing. The, the truth is, we actually see this play out in this scripture passage that we're gonna look at. We actually introduce these two characters, this, this relationship that's in the book of the Song of Solomon, or your Bible might say Song of Songs. And you got this, this man and this woman who are just passionately in love. And this guy, almost just like flippantly, if he thinks something, he'll just say it. And it's a little graphic at times, but it's incredible to see this guy, you know, go. It actually puts a lot of guys to shame, quite honestly. In chapter seven of this book, uh, he literally starts the chapter out by working his way visually up, this, the, up, up his wife. I mean, right in her toes, all the way up. And you'll check this out and you'll go, wow, he really does just, you know, has a loose cannon and just tells her what he thinks. But listen to how this goes. This is how beautiful are your sandaled feet, O queenly maiden, your rounded thighs are like jewels. You know, I don't know if that would fly in my relationship, but you got sweet looking jewels, baby. <laughs> it says, they're like the work of a skilled craftsman. And then I was like, that is pretty good. You know what I mean? I'll try that out. You know, like, 
Carrie's not here to, you know, for this service. I got, a, I got a quick text in me. But this guy's good. I mean, this guy's real good. This next verse is a little shady here, but he says this. He says, your navel is, and you can tell he's working his way up. He's going, your feet look good. He says, your legs, man, they're, I mean, they're real good. And then he goes even north. And he goes, your, your navel is perfectly formed like a goblet filled with mixed wine. I never knew what the heck that meant. But then he goes, between your thighs lie a mound of wheat bordered with lilies. Now I'm telling you, never say that to your spouse. That'll never end up good if you talk about anything like that. But he just says it. I mean, this, I, I mean, he thinks something is what I'm going for, and he just says it. We'll keep going on. It doesn't get much better. Just you know, he says, your breasts, verse three, your breasts. Didn't take him long to get there, just so you know. He says, your breasts are like two fawns, twin fawns of a gazelle. But what is he doing? You want to know what he's doing? He thinks something, and he just says it. You want to know what I love about that? Is I think some of us are in relationships right now where we've almost gotten a little too casual. Almost got to the spot where you go, they know what I think. They, they know what I feel about them, so I don't need to tell them all the time. And this guy right here is going, no way. Not at my house. This isn't going to be the story of my life. If I think something great about my spouse, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to spread. I'm just going to text it. I'm going to get it out there because I don't want to hold back on a blessing that my spouse can have from me. I'm going to say it. I'm going to make sure that she knows or that he knows that he's the best in the world. I've got to send out the very thing that I'm thinking. Now, if you think something good, say it. Two things come to my mind for my house personally. Almost every day when I come home from work, there's really two settings that are going on. Uh, Carrie stays at home with our girls. We you know, are blessed to be able to do that right now. But as she's staying at home with our girls, two settings usually happen. When I open up the door, she's either on the floor doing puzzles, you know, braiding hair, doing something that I could, you know, I freak out doing that type of stuff. But she's either like playing with the girls on the ground doing that type of stuff, or she's cleaning, getting dinner ready. I mean, that's most oftentimes what happens right when I come in the door. And I was thinking to myself this last week, getting prepared for this, what if I walked in the door and I looked and I looked at my beautiful wife on the floor with the girls, and I just had this trigger that says, when I, when I think that she's doing an amazing job as a mom, if I just said it, open the door. I mean, just imagine being in that sort of relationship. Open the door, see your beautiful bride right there, and you just go, no way. I'm the luckiest man on earth. You're actually playing with our girls? You're crazy about them? Thank you so much. I love you. You think that would fill her up? I think that would fill her up. Or if she was, you know, cooking and, and I came home and she's got the house tidied up and she's working in the kitchen and I came home and, and I just noticed, I just, if I just thought, you know, I see her working on dinner and I just said, hey, baby, thanks so much. I know you work so hard. Thanks. I love you. The way you keep our house, the way you provide, you know, meals for us every night, way to go. Your setting might be a little bit different. Your wife might come in from work or your significant other, you know, you guys might meet up for dinner. And, and if you think something special, just say it. I imagine some of you going out on a date going, man, just thank you so much for working so hard during the week that we have the opportunity to do these things. I love you. And I'm telling you what, instantly you start to see that gap start to shrink. And you start to go, hey, if I think something good, I could actually start doing that like today. I could really start to notice. If I just, you know, started to see things, 
and started to say things. If you think something good, just say it. You want to know what the most common compliment that you can give to your significant other is literally this, I love you, I love you, love you. You know, and some of you don't even say that anymore. It's just like, you know, like that's as good as you got. Like, they, she knows what I mean. She doesn't know what you mean, you know. She used to, but I'm telling you what, the, the most common one is, hey, I love you, love you. And I was thinking about you this week. If I could give you one action that you just go, you know, this is mandatory. We're all doing it. We're all on one page here. We're all doing it. I'd say add one word and a blank to that statement. You add the word, I love you because, and then you fill in the blank. I love you. And then just suck it up and say the word because. You might not have the answer right there, but you'll figure it out if you say it. It's kind of like, I'm just going to, hey, I love you. And then Tony said, because. And you're going to go, I love you because. And you're going to go, eat the Snicker bar real quick. And go, I need to think. You know, but come up with something. But I, what I'm trying to tell you is, if you simply got in the discipline of when you think something good, you say it, the gap starts to close. This guy was a professional at it. And I actually think we can get better. I think each and every one of us can. And I actually look at your marriages and I go, boy, we have to. We have to. The Heartbreak Hotel is no good. It's no good for anybody. And we can't check in there. And one of the quickest ways to make sure that we don't is when, when we think something good, we say it. I love you because. I actually gave you a couple. I'm just going to tell you which ones I have in my life. I just Last night I was doing some last minute prep of this stuff. Uh, I'd, if Carrie's right here, I'd go, hey, baby, I love you because you take care of our house. You clean up. I'd say, I love you because you are passionate with me. You just love me. You don't have to, but you choose to do it. I love you because you love our girls. And I'm telling you what, she, she hasn't heard me do that, but when she's here next service and I'm looking at her right in the front row, she's going to be like, butter. She will. She'll just be like, oh. <laughs> She'll actually be like, quit it. You know, quit it. But then it's going to be real good later. I know it. <laughs> Listen to how the verse goes on, though. Because this guy, you go, is he done? Oh, he's just getting fired up, man. This chapter is intense. He says this in verse 5. He says, your head. He says, your head is as majestic as Mount Carmel. Doesn't make sense to you, barely to me, okay? He says, the sheen of your hair radiates royalty. The king is held captive by its tresses. You want to know what he's saying? He said, your hair, baby. Said, Man, there's something about your hair. I don't know if she's blonde, brunette, or redheaded, but there's something about this woman's hair that just makes this guy go crazy. Again, Carrie does this thing called like a French braid, and she does it up, and if she sleeps in it all night long, she wakes up and like, and it's almost, she doesn't do it in slow-mo, but it kind of feels like slow-mo. She wakes up, you know, does up, and, and it's like, and I'm like, you know, like I'm just dead. I am toast. I love the wavy hair. I'm just like nothing. I'm like, I'll do the dishwasher for heaven's sakes. Give it to me. You can't do the hair. But he's held captive. Well, you know what he said? He said it. And I just think, how many times has your significant other bought something nice? Did a haircut, you know, maybe your husband shaved or, you know, like, or showered, you know, and, <laughs> and you're like, you actually smell good. You know, say it. Just say it. It goes on, though. It goes on. I mean, I, I'm telling you what, we're only in verse 5. It says this in verse 7. It says, 
<laughs> this is, again, sorry, I, maybe I should have told you that it was gonna be this graphic. It's just in the Bible, though. He says, in verse seven, he says, you're as slender as a palm tree, and your breasts are like clusters of fruit. He says, I will climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta put that one in there. That's just funny. That should have been on my Valentine's Day card. I wanna climb a tree. I want to. Real bad. We actually... After the service, you got to go pick up one of these. They're right there at the resource table. I had Sam. Sam is like Sam, our campus pastor. He is like the most romantic guy. It makes me sick. <laughs> he like actually planned this type of stuff. When, when him and Naomi were dating, they did these date ideas. So we, we branded this Heartbreak Hotel date night ideas. And then there's a side that says rated M for married. Go do that. We didn't put climb the palm tree on here on purpose <laughs> though, okay? Because we didn't want to freak anybody out. But now you know where it comes from. But it's, isn't that beautiful? I mean, we, we laugh around and you got to. But it's just incredible the way this guy thinks something and he just says it. You getting the idea? If you think something, you just say it. You think something good, you just send the text message. You, you, you're on your screen, maybe you have a job where you're at a computer and your, your background has a picture of your spouse or your kids and, and you're just gonna, you're gonna, throughout your day, you're gonna think something special about them. And then you're gonna just time out for about three minutes and you're gonna fire off a text or an email or you're gonna make a quick phone call. Because how are we gonna close the gap? How are we gonna make sure we do this? We're gonna do it by when we think anything that's good, we cannot hold on to that blessing. That's a blessing that has to go to our spouse. It just needs to. God has given that for that very reason. She actually says this back to him. Listen to this. She says, I am my lover's, in verse 10, and he claims me as his own. I almost decided to punt on next week's message and do a whole message on this one verse, on this idea of you claiming your spouse as your own. There's something so special, I know this to be true, because I feel it in my life when Carrie will, will be out with some friends and I can almost kind of go, yep, that's my husband. And I'm like, oh, she just in front of everybody. I'm like, yeah, I am. You know, and I kind of perk up a little bit. But the same is true with women. If you're out with your buddies and, and you... You acknowledge that she's your spouse. You're crazy about her. You claim them as your own. That's, yeah, she's mine. Those are, those are my jewel flies. You know, those are, that's, that's my fruit, baby. And like, <laughs> there's something so special about you owning up going, I love them. That was God's best gift to me. It's, I, I was thinking about some of you in the room maybe who would have a little bit of pushback on this. There you go, well, my husband doesn't do anything. He just bump on a log, you know. He just sits there, and and I, or my wife, she just nags me all. And, and here's the deal on this one: you can find something good, you can, and you celebrate the small stuff. Okay, you you, you say the small stuff, and you and Carrie's kind of taught me this with little kids. You go, you celebrate what you want repeated. You just you keep celebrating. You keep going. Yep, you. You turned off the TV when I was talking. Way to go, you know? Like, you keep celebrating. You think something good, would you just say it? Number two, I know that you're not like, wow, that was so lightning, but so good, the simplicity in this one and the significance if you were just to do it. I'm telling you what, it would change instantly. Number two, if you think something good, say it. Number two is if you think something special, just do it. If you think something special, just do it. Just do it. 
do it. A thought comes to your mind to do something special, you're going to go, oh, you know, I don't have time, or I don't have the resources. You know, you're going to go, I'm going to figure it out. I'm just going to do it. If I think something special, I'm just going to do it. I think there's really two ways to kind of package this. If you're taking a sub note, you can write this down. Uh, purposeful time is special. If you think something special, if it revolves around purposeful time, you're just going to start to make this a priority. I'm going to make time a priority. Listen to what she says in verse 11. It just keeps going. She says, come, my love, let's go out to the fields and spend the night among the wildflowers. You want to know what she's saying? I want to give you some time alone. Our, our day, she's going, hey, I want to check into a, a hotel tonight. I want to go. I want to break away from the normal. I want to make sure there's some time for me and you to just reconnect. She said, I know the busyness of life is crazy, but every once in a while, what are we going to do? We're going to go out to the fields and spend the night among the wild. And they want to do some fun stuff in the park. I wouldn't recommend that. Just go <laughs> get away is what she's saying. Karen and I have been married almost 10 years this June. July, and uh, I got time to fix that. <laughs> it's July, July, July. <laughs> but almost every year, we've done our best to get away. We've done our best to, to carve out, at, I mean, sometimes it's literally um, going to Dubuque for a day and, and kind of hanging out in Dubuque, just getting away. Other times, we've been able to go to Wisconsin, to Light Geneva, uh, not extravagant stuff, friends. But, but we've said in our marriage, there needs to be a break from the normal. We, we've got to just break out of the routine every once in a while. Um, the luxury of having your brother live in town and, you know, being, you know, having Sam, is that everyone, I'll go, hey, would you come over in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, and me and Carrie are going to go out on a coffee date. And we'll just go, it'll cost us five bucks. We'll get two coffees and a muffin at Gina's place, coffee corner, and we'll just break away from the normal. Right before work, before the kids are up, let's just do that. And I'm telling you what, when you think something special that it revolves around spending time with each other, there's no quicker way, there's no quicker way to restore some of the love and the intimacy that you have in your relationships. And I don't want to hear, yeah, well, we don't have that luxury. We don't have that opportunity. I'd go, figure it out. Figure it out. Because you want to know what happens if you don't? is you'll figure out how to file for divorce and you'll figure out how to do all those other things when you could have just put a little bit of effort into going, you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep our relationship strong. We're going to fight for this one. We're going to call up Tony if we need to and he's going to hook us up with a babysitter. He's going to figure out a way. I'll fund your coffee date. But we're going to, whenever we think something special, we're just going to fight to do it. It might not be some extravagant vacation, but we're going to figure out a bike ride together today. It's 70 out. We're just going to spend some time together. We have to. We just have to. Listen to what she goes on to say this in verse 12. She says, let us get up early. We'll go to the vineyards to see if the grapevines have budded, if the blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates have bloomed, then I will give you my love. And it got a little frisky in the park is what she's saying. But you can't miss this note that she thought something special. She just did it. Can I make the side note on this one? This doesn't all rest on us guys. And some of you guys are like, thank goodness. You know, like, that means, ladies, if you think something special, pitch it up. Do it. Just, just give it a shot. 
I mean, there's times, just so you know, we have four kids, and so there's times, sometimes Carrie will send me a text message during the day, and it's like, let's have, you know, whatever, like, tonight's going to be good, and I'll go, ho, ho, I'm putting the kids to bed tonight, you know, like, I'm going to help out at a higher capacity, and there's almost something that happens if you were to put that out, go, hey, you know what, I'm thinking of you, so I'm going to say it, and it revolves around us spending some time together, And if you just let your spouse know, you let your significant other know, I'm telling you, it ups this action stuff. It ups the the, the passion and the ability going, I'm going to make time. I'm going to figure out a way to get together. The, The second way that you can really package this think something special stuff is through thoughtful acts. Thoughtful acts. Not solely is it going to be all around purposeful time, but whenever you think something uh, special, if it revolves around just a thoughtful act, you're just going to do it. Listen to what she says next. In verse 13, she says, there the mandrakes give off their fragrance. I'll tell you what that is in just a second. She says, the finest fruits are at our door, new delights as well as old. Now I want you to catch this. All right, let's see if I, I didn't have it underlined for you, but she says, which I have saved for you. She spent some time thinking of a very thoughtful thing that she was going to do for her lover. She said, I know the finest fruits that you love. So you all know what I did? Is I stored them up. I went shopping. I, 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 I remembered the things that you liked, and I stored them up. And she also added this word called mandrakes. And just so you know what that means, it's literally a type of food that produces sexual desire. She's going, I hooked those up too. And so this guy's going right on. When are we packing up and going to the park? But she's just, she's saying, hey, I've thought of you. I remembered what you liked, the finest fruits, all the things you love. And I have a thoughtful act that I want to give to you. I thought something special. And instead of just sitting on it, I did it. And I wonder how many of us are in the room right now that we could commit to this one. But if I think something special, instead of holding on to that one and just going, that was a good idea, we actually just try it. We just try it. If it flops, at least you tried. You think something special, you just do it. You just do it. You, you, you put in the effort and you just see how God honors what you do. Number one is if you think something good, you say it. Number two is if you think something special, you do it. Number three is if you want something different, you be it. You just be it. You just start, start owning the fact that you have a part to play in this one. If you want something different, you can just be it. Now, this is not demand your spouse. This is not shame your spouse going, oh, Tony said you better start doing this. Don't bring me into your marriage, right? But if you want something different, you start to become it. You want your spouse to start to honor you with their words. Well, you start honoring them with yours. You want your spouse to actually care about the things that matter to you. Then you start caring about the things that matter to them. You want something different. You be it. You show up. I'm not sure if you remember last week uh, when we introduced this couple to you, uh, there was something that was really important to this, this lady. She said, I want to know where you're leading your flocks. She says, I want to know, do you have high standards or low standards? Are you going to lead your flocks to where the prostitutes are, or are you going to keep your standards high? She wanted something different. And so instead of going, hey, you you hold to my standards, and if you don't meet my standards, then you're out. You want to know what she did? She owned her own. She goes, hey, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to have standards that I'm going to hold to. If you want something different, you 
be it. And there's something about a marriage relationship that if somebody's willing to take a step forward and just start doing what they want to change, it's amazing how a couple will just respond together and start moving forward. And I'm telling you what, there's hope for us in this. Now, I was thinking about me, myself personally, around this idea, if you want something different, just be it. And I thought, I have to. I have to. The truth is, Carrie and I, we can't check into the Heartbreak Hotel. We can't. From the beginning that we got married 10 years ago, I made some commitments on our wedding day that I told her. I said, I'm going to be committed to you. I'm going to have eyes for you and you alone. I'm not going to mess around with the junk on the computer. I'm not going to let the outside temptations lure me away. I'm going to practice everything I preach. I want to be a man of integrity. I have to be something different because what I see as normal is not acceptable in my house. I wanted something different. And I just said, I have to have that. You want to know? Then we had kids. I got four daughters. And I think about this all the time. I go, I have to have something different. Not only for Carrie and I, but for our kids. I have to. Four girls that have eyes on their dad, and I am flawed, and I screw up, but I want them to see in me and Carrie the type of man that they want to marry someday. When boys and young men come after them, I almost want them to be able to laugh and just go, are you kidding me? My dad was so different. They held such a higher standard. The way he treated my mom was just crazy. He just complimented her. He loved her. He took time away to be with her. We have to. For me and Carrie, it's almost like it's not even an option. We have to do these simple things. To think something good, it just has to come out of my mouth. I got too many people watching that I love far too much. I gotta model something different. Carrie and I, we have to. And I was thinking about you. I was thinking about you this last week, and I just, I almost started to cry, and I start to cry more. I'm like, four girls in my life, good grief. You know, I'm just crying all the time. I was thinking about you in the room. I was going, I wonder how many of you are here. And in your brain, you're not far off from cutting ties. And I literally thought about you. And tears started to stream. And I just go, if I could give you anything today, would be take a page right out of the scripture. Would you just take one right out of the scripture? in the husband or wife that God gave you, would you just love them? If you think something good, would you just give it a shot? Would you just say it? If something special comes up in your brain, would you just do it? And if you see a change that needs to happen in your marriage, would you just be it? Just be it. Now, I know some of you are maybe going, I don't have the luxury that you do, Tony. I don't have the luxury. Maybe you're a significant other, or maybe you're divorced already, and I know the pain. I know the pain firsthand of what a split marriage looks like. And I know the pain because me and my brother went through it with my folks. And some of you are going, well, we don't have that luxury right now. And I'd go, then you start to honor God 
with yourself and you go, oh man, I'm gonna start living these things out in the relationships I do have. And if God brings somebody into your life, you're gonna go, oh, I'm gonna start applying these now so that the relationship I have later can be honored by God. I'm gonna start doing now what I wish I would have done then. And you're just gonna move forward in grace and in love and nobody's gonna shame and nobody's gonna look down. And we're just gonna love. So I wanna pray for you this morning. I know it's a simple message, but I wanna pray. I wanna pray that God would do something very special in us today. That if you came in here going, man, my marriage could use a boost. You know, like an energy drink shot. And maybe you'd leave here today going, my one takeaway is I'm going to start saying, I love you because, you know, something real simple like that. So God, we ask you to do something big right now. I ask you to, to see each and every one of us. And if there's an area in our lives that we need, we need your help that you would prompt our hearts right now. And that we'd lean in. While you're praying, I want to talk to some of you in the room that are here and maybe for the first time you're going, I would love to start doing that. But the truth is you don't even know where to start. And if I can tell you while you're praying where to start, the single best gift that you could give yourself, that you could give a significant one in your life, is you surrendering your life to Christ. You giving your life to him. And you tell Jesus right now, Jesus, I know I've screwed up. I know that I've sinned and that I'm flawed. I got junk in my life. But God, today, I want to give you my life. Today, I want to start new. I want to receive your grace and your love, and I want to walk forward in forgiveness. God, I want to put you first place in my life. I pray this in your name. Amen. I'm telling you what, gang, you put God first place, he starts to do some incredible things in our lives. We're going to do that, okay? I want to ask you to stand up and we'll sing a final song and I'll wrap us up as we go.